0: All right, hello, everyone. Hey, let's do this together before we get into our announcements. Let's say hallelujah together, because it's Easter Sunday Uh, on the count of three. Here we go, one, two, three, hallelujah. Type that out if you're watching online as well, and welcome to the vineyard. We are so glad that you're here. Uh, We do announcements. Uh, right before our service each weekend, and here we are doing announcements. If you're an in-person guest, we'd love for you to get one of these cups on your way out. It is our gift to you. Uh, it'll keep your drink hot for a little bit, and um, it looks like stainless steel, probably a little plastic, but hey, it's still good. Take it on your way out. If you're watching online, check out our church merch store if you'd like one. Few announcements, because this is what we do. Uh, May 3rd, it's a Wednesday evening, the first Wednesday of every month, we do our youth group, One More Youth. Uh, that's for 6th through 12th graders. We meet and we have a great time. We order food, it's usually pizza, and uh, we play games, have a, a Bible study and worship. It's a great time. That'll be May 3rd at 6.30 p.m. Also, new event coming up May 4th. Uh, Pastor Billy and Pastor Angie, they'll be on the worship team today. Uh, they're doing a night of worship uh, from their worship movement called Heaven city limits. And uh, that that's going to be a great night. We'll have a full band here, uh, night of worship, night of prayer and ministry. So you won't want to miss that. May 4th at like 6.30 p.m. Don't quote me on that time though. Also, coming up May 7th, is our Newcomer's Lunch. If you've been coming to church for a little bit or maybe you're planning on joining us permanently after you visited us today, uh, that is a great opportunity to meet everyone on staff. Uh, We'll have lunch provided out on the front deck after the 11 o'clock service on May 7th. So May 7th, after 11 o'clock, Newcomer's Lunch. Those are the events coming up. Remember to download our app, it's the KV Church app. And uh, lots of cool stuff coming up today. But man, we are so excited to get to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for joining us. And with all that being said, let's get ready for church. Woo!
1: Hey, everybody online, welcome. We're getting ready to celebrate. I'm so glad that you're with us. We've had a great morning and we're looking forward to spending that time with you. Make sure you hang in all the way to the end because at the end there's a video on the very last thing that we do of yesterday's baptism. We baptized 28. Today, the question is out of John 20. Why are you crying? Get your Bibles, get a coffee, get comfy, get ready because here we go. Whoop! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Happy Resurrection Day. We are so looking forward to spending time with you guys in celebration this morning. I just want to um, ask you guys if I could, um, people are going to keep arriving, and if there's empty spots in the rows, could you guys scoot towards the center aisle so that latecomers can have seats on the sides and don't feel funny coming in?
0: We'll act like flight, attendants, flight attendants asking you, please. Please.
2: I don't know. The I'm exits not a are
0: that way and that way. Center. It...
2: Center. Yeah, just to, you know, accommodate folks who come in late. And I don't know how to do
0: them. the Macarena. I'm sorry. I tried. The it would macarena? have been the perfect time. Us yeah. musicians,
2: it's... we're not great dancers. No,
0: it's t-
2: <laughs> I got nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah sco- scooch in the middles if you can.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to tell you guys what we'll be attempting to do this morning. If all goes well, we're going to start things off with communion. Pastor Barry is going to lead us through that. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. And then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them all to their Sunday school classrooms. And then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We're talking about um, Jesus' question to Mary right after he's risen. Why are you crying? And, um... It's really good and I hope you guys get a lot out of it. And then we're going to do another song cuz we like music here. <laughs> but before we begin any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We are so thankful for your presence this morning, Papa. Thankful to be able to gather together and celebrate and worship you. And especially on this morning, where we celebrate what you accomplished, we're in awe of you. Papa, help us to hold what you have done for us in the forefront. and let it shape our hearts. Help us to love with your kind of love, God. Stir up new things in us so we can be people of your action, loving those lost kids back into your family. are so good to us papa and we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect almighty god you have conquered death through your only son jesus christ and opened to us the gate of eternal life Give us your grace to set our minds on things above so that with your continual help, our lives may be changed now and forever. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Pastor Barry.
3: On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it saying, this is my body, which is for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup. It was the last supper of the Passover celebration. A cup of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus took the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. There with his friends that night, Jesus gave us a lasting ordinance or remembrance that we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. So as his friends gathering this morning, we partake of this meal, the bread, the cup, the body and blood of the Lord. We want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So this morning over here on the side of the sanctuary on this table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship in song and you feel led by the spirit, please come and partake and remember and give thanks. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Barry. We're going to enter now into our time of worship and uh right before we do there was one quick announcement middle schoolers and high schoolers you guys are going to stay through the sermon because we have a song at the end we want you to be a part of so just so we got that announced uh this is our time of worship and i like to encourage us all to sing out and lift our voices as we elevate jesus in our midst here today on resurrection sunday we're going to see the words show up on the screens you're welcome to sit but stand if you're able he is holy forever
4: is the high to take my name Oh, love is my Redeemer lifting me up from the ground Love is the power where my freedom song is found. There ain't no prayer Yeah Gonna hold my body down Oh, no There ain't When I hear that trumpet sound I'm gonna rise up out of the ground is there ain't no You walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Come on, testify this. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Yes, I am. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. Come on, tell your neighbor. If you walked out of the grave, I'm walking too. you yeah. yeah.
5: Oh, you guys sound so good i see the sky just opening over this room right now like a sunroof opening up <laughs> your praise going right to his ears Woo. <laughs>
4: The power of your blood was more than enough The sacrifice that changed history The nails in your hands, the hands that saved me The grave was sealed, death lost its sting As the lion roared a victory The sacrifice that changed history the nails in your hands, the hands that saved me. The grave was sealed. Death lost its sting. Has lion. was more Spilling the wine of your blood, your precious blood Thank Thank you. you, oh my heart
0: for this time of worship in your presence god and father as we're here in your presence i'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word lord god would you anoint the words that are spoken to us that are taught to us use those words god to stir up our hearts towards you and holy spirit i'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children today god anoint them give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them oh god you are so good lord we love you and we thank you and it's in jesus holy name we pray amen amen and pastor georgina would you please come up and teach the children of bible verse
1: as the children make their way up so we have a lot of people that don't have seats and uh, we'd like to find them seats while this happens. So if you have a couple of seats or two or three seats near your list, everybody scooch a little bit if you can. And then raise your hand and say there's room next to you. And so there are some seats around, folks, and we'll try and get you there. But look around. Keep your hands up for a minute. Let the ushers see. And we will get you into chairs. And you've got time before we start, okay? Because we just made some space. Thank you, children. Don't forget, middle school and high school, you're staying with us, okay, during the
6: service. But all the kids will go. It is a lot of people. Happy Easter, boys and girls. Are you excited? Yeah. I know. Good day, right? Good day. Awesome. Today's true Bible story comes to us from the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Long ago, God told his people, right? He gave them the law, and the law was there to help them understand that God is Is holy, right? And the people are sinners. But the law never could save them, right? It did not save them at all, right? But it pointed to something greater. Under the law, people had to make sacrifices for their sins. Did you know that? Yeah, they had to make sacrifices for their sins. But they were still guilty, right? But Jesus came... Right? To be the sacrifice for sin. Jesus came to do God's work and offer himself as the perfect sacrifice. The final sacrifice. Right? Under the law, the priests are the ones that made the sacrifices for the people. And they did this all the time. Every day. Over and over again. Right? Hebrews 10, 12 tells us, but Christ offered himself, right, as a sacrifice that is good forever. With one sacrifice, Jesus took away the sins of everyone who believes in him. Isn't that amazing? Yes, Jesus, he lived a perfect life. Jesus died on the cross Jesus rose again, guys, and when we trust in him, right, God forgives us of our sins forever. Isn't that good? Yay. Awesome, right? Cool. Are you guys ready to say the Bible verse with me? Okay, awesome. We're all going to say it nice and loud, okay? After me. Hebrews ten twelve. Uh, Christ offered himself as a sacrifice that is good forever. Wow! Excellent job. Good job, kids.
1: The children are receiving stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And why that's happening, we've got extra minute. Hey, can you guys help me sing happy birthday to somebody? Would you do that? It's Pastor Billy's birthday, and we want to sing him happy birthday, okay? So, here we go. I'll get us started. Happy Happy birthday. happy birthday to you man that was quite a choir you know what i mean
6: excellent work boys and girls good job thanks for doing that now we get to pray and talk to the lord and then we get to go to our classroom so you guys ready okay so let's bow our heads and close our eyes father in heaven Thank you so much for our children, Lord God. Thank you for protecting them, Lord God. Thank you for being there for them, Lord. I pray that they would understand, Father, the sacrifice that you made so that they can be with you forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name, what do we say, guys? Amen. Excellent work.
1: Okay, go have fun. Have fun and behave. Do both those things in Children's Church. Please. What am I doing? T- Good job. I have a
5: feeling I, quite a few of them had
1: chocolate for breakfast. Chocolate
5: for breakfast, yes. I know, I
1: did. You know, the, that many children's voices saying Bible verse is really cool. It is. Yeah, it's very that. cool. Well, welcome to the vineyard. So glad you're with us this morning. Welcome to those of you joining us online and... Uh, what a great day to celebrate Jesus together and all that he's done, and uh, we're going to have fun doing that <clears throat> as we continue to go uh, today. So good stuff, and glad you made it this far, and I think we got everybody in chairs. Good job. 500 chairs in the house, so when it's busy, it's. but you're doing good. You're filling them up, so we appreciate that. If you're a first-time guest or visitor, that code is for you if you point your phone at it, your smart device. With the camera on, you'll get a link to our digital connect card. And uh, that would be great. Name, phone number, email address. Fill it out. We'll send you texts and emails over the next four or five weeks, welcoming you to the church and telling you a little bit about us. And then those will taper off. It won't be at the same frequency. So uh, we'd encourage you to do that. <clears throat> Pardon me. We also, when we gather like this, every time we gather, we pray for our neighbors. And what we ask you to do is... Uh, Every day, be praying for the people who live around you. I think this is the most powerful ministry that all of us can engage in. has a tremendous impact. It's a ministry for everyone, and we just want to get you in the habit. Every day, pray for those people who live around you. It's amazing what begins to happen when you start doing that. Just watch little appointments start opening up right before your eyes. So think about a couple of your neighbors, if you would get them in your mind's eye. Let's go to the Lord. Papa, we pray for our neighbors. God, we lift them up to you. We ask that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways, that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you and help us, God, to be good neighbors, to love our neighbors well. Bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Good. We're continuing on in a series that we're doing. Called the questions Jesus asked, uh, and this works out well. This whole series is about Jesus asking questions. He asked over three hundred in the Gospels. That's a teaching method, and my thinking is that if you'll hang out with those questions, uh, they'll draw you in closer into the Lord and into the Word, and they're just a great way to help us uh, in our relationship with Him. And so we have one for today, and the question for today is, why are you crying? And that's where we're heading. Also wanted you all to know that starting this Thursday, there's a new um, group meeting on Thursday evenings. And it's a Bible study on The Chosen. Uh, and so that's a great series. We've done the first two already. This is Season 3. Pastor Fran and Pastor Georgina will lead that. Thursday evening, 6.30, you'll come. You'll watch an episode of Season 3. And then there's discussion. And it's a really cool meeting. So if you're looking for something to do during the week, that starts this Thursday. More information on The app. Also want to say this because I'll forget if I start preaching. When I'm done, we're going to join with the church all over the world in doing something that's happened for thousands of years. And what's going to happen is I'm going to say he is risen and you're going to respond, he is risen indeed. And I'm going to say it a second time, he is risen and you're going to respond again, he is risen indeed. I'm going to get a little louder on the second time. On the third time, I'll take my mic and turn it off. I'll go as loud as I can. He is risen. I want to hear as loud as you can back. He is risen indeed, all right? Because we've got to wake everybody up for the next service. So so not yet. That's at the very end. You'll know it'll be at the end of a song, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, so Easter. There's a lot of preparation for the church and for people. you got a lot going on, you know, and, and uh, uh, different things happen in the weekend. But um, what's the best way? This is bad jokes, by the way. What's the best way to make Easter easier? You just put an I where the T is. These
5: Mm, these are bad jokes. It's very bad. It's very bad.
1: I didn't say they were good jokes. Go on. I'm not lying. No, you're not. It was Pastor Billy's birthday. We went and celebrated with Billy and Angie. We had fun. Alice bought bought him a nice gift, and what she found for him was some uh, camouflage Kino sandals.
5: That's true.
1: Those were hard to find.
5: That's not true. (laughs) He liked them.
1: But you won't know when he's wearing them.
5: They'll be hard to see.
1: Last, birthdays. Science is now saying that birthdays are healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Apparently, people who have more live longer.
5: There you go.
1: Please, pray for us and lead us in the reading of the word.
5: If this is your very first time here, we have tried to get rid of that bad joke segment, and they just won't let us. So the sermon will make up for the jokes. But let's let's just switch gears a minute. We'll pray, we'll read the word, and then we'll hear the message. Amen? Father, we thank you for this resurrection day, Lord, for everybody that you've gathered here, Papa. And as we leave, Lord, let us let us take you with us. May you be with us as we sit around the tables today with our families. As we bless our friends, Papa, be with us. Warm our hearts with your grace and mercy. And may our language... We represent that, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the Gospel of Matthew. I'm sorry, John (laughs) chapter 20. (laughs) At least I have someone helping me in the wings. John 20, verses 14 and 15. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You all can be seated.
1: Sorry, I'm going to have one more sip of coffee, which is a little awkward when everybody's watching, but I wanted to announce it, and it's already our third service today, so it's okay. I can have another cup. Okay, that's how we have good coffee. Thank you, Baby's Coffee. So we, we serve Baby's Coffee here, and one time without realizing it, I said that we had babies in the percolators. Some people left. It was a little freaky. I want to clarify. Good coffee. So here's a a thought that I have. Is that if I can... uh, If we can together help everyone sort of see how interesting the Bible is, that it will help you to dig in in your relationship with God and dig into His Word. And I, I want to tell you that this is amazing. This this book, there's nothing quite like it. It's divinely inspired literature. It's uh, it's written in a way by God that the more time you spend in it, the more is revealed to you. It, it just keeps opening itself up to you. Holy Spirit will illuminate it more and more. There's nothing else like it. And unfortunately, we have a very real enemy who's tried to sort of make people think that it's old, doesn't apply to anything, that it's boring, and that it's really just like a rule book. And they don't want to read it. And it's, it's not, it's not even remotely like that. It's so much different. And there's so much in the Bible and there's so many things that tie together. And as you begin to make those connections, it just is like, wow, what else is going on? Cause it's everywhere. So in, in those couple of verses that Alice just read with you, I want to take that and we're going to pull in some other things that are going on. And the apostle John was famous for uh, incorporating Old Testament things that were happening and drawing them in. And and the readers at the time, remember, the Bible is written for us, but it wasn't written to us. It was written to people who had a totally different worldview and mindset and understanding and who probably knew the Old Testament way better than most of us do. And so they had a different grasp a lot of times. So we need to sort of get ourselves in that mindset and get a picture of what's going on. And it really begins to open up the Word. And and again, I think when it's open like that, you'll just be like, oh, I can't rate... I can't wait to spend some time with the Bible. That's really my heart for all of you, that it becomes that. If it's not that for you now, that it becomes that. So there's some cool things happening in that particular passage. This is an Easter morning that Alice read to you uh, a couple of thousand years ago, just like uh, this day, but things were happening. And uh, when we were here a few weeks ago, those of you who were with us, I said that one of the things that Jesus is doing when he comes is he's setting the mess of Adam right. We looked at the suppers and we talked about that, how Jesus comes and he sets the mess of Adam right. Well, I want to see how he does that some more today in this story. And it starts back with his whole thinking he's a gardener comment that Mary makes. And uh, that she sees Jesus and thinks he's a gardener. And you might just skip over that and well, because the tomb is in a garden, and she doesn't know, you know, what's going on, and so she just makes that assumption, but it's there on purpose. John put it there on purpose, and needs to get his audience thinking about another garden. And there's some great connections going here, on here, between Jesus and Adam. All the way back in the Old Testament, in the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 2, what we find out is that Adam is a gardener. It's It's who he is. Uh, Verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. It's a a gardener's job description right there. That's who Adam was. That's what he was going to do. That's what we're all going to do initially, partner with God and make the planet like Eden. But Adam, as you know, doesn't trust God. Adam and Eve, they don't trust God. They go their own way, and the fall occurs, and there's consequences, and everything is messed up, and that's what Jesus is coming to fix. And he does it more than you might think he gets very sort of personal with consequences as he's setting some of Adam's right because the the consequences for Adam relate to gardening which which sort of makes sense and after he sins there's two judgments that he faces uh, uh that uh, affect directly gardening let's read here genesis 3:17 cursed is the ground because of you through painful toil you will eat Food from it all the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken for dust you are, and to dust you will return Now, how are we tying what we 're talking about today with that? Well, I want you to hang on to those two things and, and understand okay this was adam 's consequences sweat of his brow he 'd earn his bread. And also the, the earth was going to produce thorns and thistles. So we're in a garden, right? And now we're going to move to another garden in our story, uh, a little bit, you know, forward in time in the Bible. And this garden is the garden of Gethsemane, another garden. Most of you have heard this one. This is where Jesus is going to go a few days before uh, the cross. And it's where the suffering of Jesus actually begins. We read about it in the garden. Uh, And uh, here we see this, that uh, Luke 22, "...being in anguish, Jesus prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground." So this is a big picture, and there's been a lot of debate, was he actually, you know, sweating blood, or, I, you know, the illustration is just, the, the picture is that in this moment of suffering and anguish and getting, setting things right, he breaks out into this big sweat, his brow is sweating, uh, and and it's, you know, so intense that John, John and Luke, they all want to make no, see that you see that this is a big deal, and he's actually got something going on, and he's sweating like that um, for this reason, it's because, by that sweat he is earning for us the bread of life it's a it's a he's flipping a consequence around and that's what's going on and then the other curse that that was there the other consequence was that the earth would fight back with thorns and thistles and would hamper what a gardener wanted to do so remember a little further on in the story after the garden <laughs> he's going to be arrested and tried and all those things and the romans what are the romans going to do they're going to take a crown of thorns and they're going to put it on his head. So they weave this crown of thorns, Matthew 27, and then they twisted together a crown of thorns, and they set it on his head, and they put a staff in his right hand, and then they knelt in front of him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They pressed down this crown on the very same brow that you just saw the sweat was happening from. And and it's a picture, it's a very real picture of Jesus' personally taking on the consequences of Adam's sin. He's going after the two big ones, and he's just done them, right? So the sweat of the brow and the thorns, he's taken that all on himself. We're going to hop back to that in a minute, but I want to tie in another couple of things. Because the Bible is so cool. And this has back to the next garden, uh, and this is the garden tomb, if you would, and what's going on there. And we've said this many times, you know, some of the coolest stuff and and is that you know, the story, and there's a lot of songs that have been written uh, recently about what Adam did was that he turned his garden into a grave, right? But Jesus turns his grave into a garden. And that's his whole story, and there's gardeners in it, and lots of things that are going on. But what happens outside the tomb on this first Easter morning? Well, Mary's there, Mary Magdalene. And there's two fascinating things that I want to look at this morning. There's a whole bunch you could look at, but two things that. I want to talk about with Mary, and then we'll tie everything that we just talked about together. So uh, if you go back again to Genesis and, and think about, I want you to remember how God made a bride for Adam, what he did. And most of you know that story, uh, Genesis 2, 21, 23. Uh, so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs, and then he closed up the place with flesh. And then the Lord God made a woman from the ribs he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she'll, she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. So that's the story. He's Adam is he's asleep, and um, God goes to Adam, and out of his side, he opens up his side, and he takes a substance out of his side with which he's going to create woman. Now, the, the writers, for whatever reason, and the translators in there, they go with this word in the Hebrew and they translate it rib, and I get why they do that, but it's mostly, most often it's translated side. And the picture is that God takes Adam, and he takes like a half of Adam. He takes a side of Adam out, and he makes male and female, which is how it always was, was going to be, perfectly complementing one another and exactly how it's supposed to be. And that takes place in there. So don't limit it to a rib because it'll change the way you think. It's a bigger deal than that. But think about it as a substance. He takes substance from uh, Adam, and he creates for Adam a bride. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, they're pretty happy about that uh, in the beginning. So... That's a good thing. Now, something similar happens with Jesus, but, you know, and let's make sure that you get this. So Jesus is known as the bridegroom, and the church, we're the bride now. So, You guys know that, so hang on to that as we go through this. Well, after Jesus dies, you may recall that uh, a Roman soldier goes to check, and he plunges a uh, spear into the side of Jesus, and a substance comes out. It's blood and water that flows from the side of Jesus. And it's with this substance that God, in effect, creates a bride for Jesus, us, right? He purchases us with the blood, and he purifies us with the water. We're, we're that bride. We're, we're redeemed and purified by what Jesus does there on the cross. And on Easter morning, uh, when, when Jesus rises again, uh, you know who he sees? Mary Magdalene. She's there. Now, make a connection, but hear me say this very carefully. She is not the bride. Because some people want to go, oh, that was Jesus and Mary, they were married. No, 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 no. But she's a representative of the bride. She's a representative of the church. She's a redeemed sinner. They're in the presence of God. And let me also say this. Mary has gotten a bad rap from the church for a long time because oftentimes the church will sort of label her as a prostitute. And that's not in the Scripture, just in case you didn't know. It's not there. It never says that. It just says she was a sinner, uh, like all of us, and she needed to repent, uh, like all of us. That's who she was. Confusion comes from the fact that there's a whole lot of Marys in the New Testament. And hundreds and hundreds of years ago in the church, they tried to make it easier, and they just sort of rolled all the Marys into one. And she got a bad rep. But Mary Magdalene was never says that she's a prostitute, just she's a redeemed sinner. So she's a perfect representation of us there with Jesus. And so hang on to that thought. And now she's going to see something when she looks into the tomb that's fascinating. Uh, it's really fascinating. But I want to read a little more of John 20 for you. I didn't put it in the notes. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to put my really cool-looking glasses on. <laughs> they don't age me at all. Just look, right? <laughs> okay, so, it's, it's this tomb day. So, uh, verse uh, 3 of chapter 20. So, Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. So, other disciple that's John writing about himself. This is, uh, John is hilarious, right? So many things. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. There's no reason for that to be in the scripture. Almost... <laughs> almost everything in the scripture, even every word has a meaning. This is just John taking a shot at Peter. I love that. (laughs) Faster than you, bro. (laughs) And Peter's got to be like, really, you had to put that in the story? Yep. That's in there forever. You know, I know. So he gets there first, but he doesn't go into the tomb, but Peter goes into the tomb. It's so funny, and it goes on in this, and Peter gets a look in there, and he sees grave clothes and everything of Jesus, but Jesus isn't in there, and then John takes a look in, and then John sort of writes like he's got it figured out immediately, which he doesn't, but it's funny, right? The scripture's funny, and they take off because they don't know what to do, but Mary doesn't leave. Mary stays there, and she looks into the tomb as well, verse 11, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. Now, that's in there on purpose. And it's an illustration of something that we might not pick up immediately, but that we need to know. And what it's a picture of is the Holy of Holies. Now, let's just quickly talk about what's going on in the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was the most sacred place at the very center of the temple or tabernacle, surrounded by big, thick curtains, and um, there was no access granted. It was the actual place where heaven and earth meet. We talk about that like the literal presence of God was in this Holy of Holies. And there was only access once a year by the high priest if if he met a whole bunch of Things, conditions to get in there. It was like intense. He couldn't even have a pimple. Uh, It was ridiculous. Once a year, he could go in and he'd have access and he would uh, sprinkle some blood in there to atone for the sins of the people. But what was in the Holy of Holies was the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was a big golden box. It's about two and a half cubits, so about the length of a person, all right? And there were also a golden cherubim at the head and at the foot. So big angels over the top of this thing. And there was a lid on the top of the Ark of the Covenant. And on the lid, it was called the mercy seat. And it's a picture of the throne of God. The actual throne of God was pictured by the mercy seat. You can see it in Psalms chapter 80. And the high priest, when he went in, he would sprinkle blood on the mercy seat to atone for people uh, when they went in. Well, now, if you can keep that in your mind and think about what Mary was seeing. When Mary goes in and she sees the grave clothes and the blood of Jesus and an angel at the head and an angel at the foot, she's getting an absolute image of the Holy of Holies. Well, how does that impact us? Well, she's a representative of the bride of Christ. She's representing us. And what it means is we now have access to the literal presence of the living God. You have entrance into the Holy of Holies now. No more curtains, no more mess, no more problems. You have access through Jesus Christ into the very literal, real presence of God. And that changes everything And that's the picture that John wants people to see. Look, everything is different now because of what's taken place here. Okay. So she sees all these things. Let's make another really cool connection as we get to uh, the end of this and, and what's happening. Here's this verse again. John 20, 14 and 15. At this she turned. She saw Jesus standing there. She didn't realize it was Jesus that happens a lot. After the resurrection, they don't immediately recognize Jesus. Because that new resurrection body, is. you're going to be happy when you get yours. That's all I can say. And the older you get, the happier you're going to get. Because the knees won't hurt in that one, or the hips, or... It's going to be good. So they don't, immediately, and they also have a paradigm where they saw him die, right? They, they, this is Jesus. But they get it fairly quickly in every account they see it. And and so he's there, and he asks her, woman, why are you crying? And that's a pointed question, and it's the whole point of today's message. And and see, that the answer to that is, and he says, woman, and it's a term of endearment, just like back in Genesis 2. Remember we made that connection? Well, he says, listen, there's no reason for tears, I have restored the garden. That's the whole picture. I've just set things back to the way they were from the very beginning and the way God always wanted them to be. And you now get to partake of that very real relationship. She thinks he's a gardener, and you go, well, that's a mistake. Well, it's really not. John writes it that way. He is. He's the perfect gardener. He's the gardener that does it right and restores everything for us, and he takes our sin and our shame and our guilt, and he moves us back. And and the connection from the beginning stuff that I talked about that I wanted you to see is this. If he's setting the things of Adam right, if he's taking on the consequences of Adam, doesn't that mean... That he can take on our consequences as well. And that he does. And that he's setting our mess right. Isn't that good news? And he does all that because he wants to be in relationship with you forever. See, that's at the heart of everything we talk about. That's why when I said, I don't want you to read this as a rule book, Christianity is not a bunch of rules. It's a relationship with a person. His name is Jesus, and he has done everything that needed to happen so you can be reconciled to God, even though you got more mess than you know what to deal with. He's dealt with it for you. And he's done it all. He did it at the cross. He defeated death and rose again. Our part in all of this is just to say yes to Jesus. That's it. He's done all of you. Some people think it's too simple. It's not. It was, wasn't simple for him, I promise you. But for us, he invites us into a story and says, come. Will you come? What a, what a great thing. Listen, I just want to take one more minute. And then we're going to do a song and we'll close. But this is it. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, if you don't remember making that connection, you haven't heard enough of the story to go, oh, that's what's going on then today is your day. And and I want you to just pray a simple prayer with me if you've never done it. So just for one minute, I promise, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I'm not going to call you out or anything, but but here's what I want to know. If you would say, hey, Steve, I want to pray that prayer with you today to be reconciled to God and to know Jesus forever. Would you just slip your hand in the air for me so I can see it? There you go. Hands are coming up all over. Good for you. Good for you. Okay, you can put your hands down. Let's pray together. It's a family thing. And just repeat after me, if you would, this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. please forgive me Jesus. of all my, all my sin. Come into my heart. Be my Lord be my, Lord. And be my, Savior. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen. amen and amen. Don't, you don't have to repeat after me anymore. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for what's just taking place here. And Holy Spirit, would you fill each person. All those who just prayed in, every one of us in the room, fill us again. Holy Spirit, you're a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance and let each person here know the amazing love that you have for them and that you're with them and that you're for them and that that you love them and let me tell you the bible says when one comes and prays that prayer it touches off a party in heaven and a whole bunch more than one just did that so we're gonna we're gonna have our own little party right here with this last song and uh, then we'll do the He Has Risen at the end. And there's a video halfway through the song you're going to want to watch. All right. So in order to party, what? Why don't we go ahead and everybody stand for this one? I thank God.
0: Heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, my eyes were rough. But you, you call me a citizen, citizen of heaven. When I was broken,
4: you were my healing. But your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future, my eyes are open. Cause when you call my name.
1: May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he watch over and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for celebrating with us. What a great morning. Go have a great rest of your day. On your way out, if you go out this door, there's a nice prize for you. Go ahead and grab it. We will see you soon. God bless everybody.